Hey everyone, it's Lauren. And Mark. Welcome to another edition of the Loose Lugs Racing Podcast. We have a great episode in store. Let's get to it. All right. Hello, Loose Log Nation. Today we have a couple special guests for you. We're here with Chase Motorsports. Well, Dennis, we'll start with you here. Tell us a little bit about how Chase Motorsports got going and uh, how it got you here today. Well, how it got going is, um, first I started sponsoring Andy Monday, and then we bought a car together, and then I had my own car chassis wise and he provided the powertrain and then we split from Andy and now I don't know for the last 12 years 13 years we've been on our own <laughs> so first guy was Mike Gardner, Terry Baldry, Dalton Zier, Casey, Travis Sutter and there's been a lot of good guys so it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, you've had a lot of good drivers over the years drive for you. A lot of success, especially the last few years with Casey Johnson. Yeah. What um, what are you looking forward to having Brazen Bennett Weekly and Ryan Farrell here driving at the traveling car? We've made a lot of changes to the cars this year. So this might be a little bit of a rebuilding year, but I don't have any problem with the talent of the seat. Um, we'll just get to know each other. Um, Brazen's going to be at the shop a lot this year helping us. We're... We've had some crew changes, so it's just going to be a probably a little bit of a rebuilding year, but I, I, I still think there will be some success on the track with both people. So so now you got two cars going this year. Does that uh, double your pleasure here? <laughs> well, we've had two cars for, I don't know, five years now or so. Um, they're going to be a little bit more separated now. The travel car, as Ryan knows, is a little bit behind. It, it might be June or July. Um, the focus will be on the WR car to at least get that going good. I mean, that's where Valley Gasket, our main sponsor, is, and he wants to see that there. And Brayson wants to run weekly, so and we like running weekly at WR. I mean, it's a mile from the shop, so we'll be out there practicing as much as we can until we get the car dialed in. And I don't have, like I said before, I don't have any problem with the talent in the seat. We just got to get the cars good. That's all there is to it. Yeah, we'll start with Brazen here as far as drivers. Brazen, you've had a lot of success over the years. Your dad has had a lot of success. Your grandpa used to race. Uh, what are you looking forward to most this year in the Chase Motorsports car? I really just want to carry on the momentum from winning the championship the last couple of years and uh, definitely know that this is top-notch equipment and uh, glad to, to have the opportunity to be running something like that. You're stepping up into the super late model, a car that you've dabbled in a little bit with the Tundra super late models and at Slinger a few times. Um, how do you think that tra transition will go at WIR? Well, I was running super lates down at Slinger uh, back in like 2014 and uh, was pretty competitive at that time, but the technology changed quite a bit from, from that time. Uh, so I kind of, since then, haven't really been running full time. Just uh, I can go over to Plover and be competitive with, with the equipment I have. Um, but uh, going to a track like Econa in, in cars like I had, it was kind of a struggle. So um, I think this will work pretty well, and I know that I'll be in good equipment. 
Are you just going to stick with that on Kukon, or are you going to play with other stuff? I know you used to run dirt all the time, and you kind of got away from that. Are you going to look into dabbling into anything else through the year? I might hop in a quarter-mile car once or twice uh, if Rick's gone one night or something, uh, play around with that. But this will definitely be the focus, and uh, definitely want to perform well and, and uh, make our sponsors proud. Ryan, you've been a guy on a lot of people's radars over the last few years, won some big races, one down in the Dells where you even gave a little bit of a tribute crossing the checker flag to Dick Trickle. You seem like an old school racer. I've heard that a lot lately. Um, yeah, I guess if the shoe fits, I guess I'll wear it, you know. Uh, seems like we, we do a pretty good job. They always say the older guys were clean and knew how to have fun and, and uh, have a relationship with the fans and the people in the pits and... And I think, I don't know, I'd say I've done all right with that. And uh, we usually run pretty well and have a good time doing it. So, You came up for the last few races uh, at WAR last year. Tell us about that experience and what you're looking forward to this year with the traveling car. Well, it was really awesome. Um, I'm kind of a, I guess I'm not as big of a short track history buff as I am a, just a general racing one. And uh, from the little I know, the 47 car, Chase Motorsports, is like, a ride that's always been there. When I started getting into super lights, you'd see him winning with Casey or whoever was in the car. I saw him win races years ago, didn't know who they were, just sitting in the stands. And uh, to get asked to come up and run the car was a huge deal for me. It was like uh, kind of like winning the feature on its own. You know, it's you, you don't get asked to do that if you haven't met a certain criteria in your racing career and reputation. And uh, to go out there and run and then get a fast time the first night out at Kikana, a track that I've I've run twice previously my whole life. Uh, to get fast time right out of the gate was just like, I was on cloud nine. So if we struggled a little bit in the race, uh, the long run speed wasn't there like we were hoping. But to just have that success, like moment one was such a big deal to get to know all the guys and uh, just getting comfortable there. I mean, like I said, I think the the uh, tour race there in the summer was the third time I'd ever been there in a car. And, and so, yeah, it was just great to have that success and start building on it. So you haven't been around here very much, but let's get to know you more. How did you start racing? How did you get involved with that? Oh, <laughs> uh, NASCAR 98 on PlayStation, I think, was probably like... <laughs> no, I was, a, I was a huge race fan as a kid for no reason other than a couple family members were fans, and I just kind of... I took to it, and I was on the track to become a professional fisherman, and somewhere along the line, I, I was fishing at this public pond at a lake by my house, and... The guy across the street had a race car, and I put the poles down, and I was like, I'm going to go see if he needs help. I don't know. And started helping him, and next thing I know, I was on a crew with Adam Berge as a driver, and then eventually the car owner, and James Swan took over the driving, and that led to some great stories and a lot of wins, and learned a ton from those guys, and uh, just kind of took that with and kept building, and it was like, you found a way to get to the next level. And then I had a, a ride with Dan Church where I took some of my street stock team members with and helped him, and that was successful. And then we used that to build to the next thing, and then we got the super lates and just been, like, climbing the stairs. And I think we're probably about as high as we can go now. You can't really do much better than this without adding a couple zeros to your bank account or maybe three. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so just just really loved the sport in general and just kind of determined and kept finding new ways to get to the next step, I guess. Cool. So... Piggybacking on that, reason, we mentioned your family history here to start with you. Tell us, tell us about your start in racing. Uh, it goes back to as young as I could crawl around in Dad's bare chassis sitting in the shop. And uh, I helped him out growing up. Uh, I was at, out at Kikana from the time they let me in the pits and uh, lived for it. I, I basically 
helped him uh, until I started racing in 2010 in a four-cylinder car and uh, kind of progressed from there into uh, limited lights and super following that. But uh, yeah, it's uh, obviously pretty big family history uh, as far as my uncles and everybody else. Uh, we, we grew up going up to Shawano and, and uh, yeah, it's a lot of family history. You've been talking about moving up to the super late models the last few years after winning a couple of championships at WR in the late model class. Uh, what intrigued you about coming over to Chase Motorsports and tell us about how that deal came together? Um, it's uh, definitely something I wasn't expecting to happen, but uh, very thankful for the opportunity to run for one of the best teams out there. Uh, very well-performing team. What would be your goal? Would you you think you can come out of the box and win a championship? Is I don't know about you? that, but uh, as Dennis said, I think it will be a little bit of a rebuilding year and uh, getting to know each other, um, hoping to get some wins and hopefully some fast times. Uh, I, I'm thankful that it's at a track I'm comfortable at, and uh, hopefully we'll come out swinging. I won't be shot that you guys can do it for sure. <laughs> You're a good driver there. I just you get around there, and you know the car's gonna be good. So yeah. I mean, you need a little luck, too, but you yeah, can definitely sure. do it. So, yeah. Ryan, uh, what tracks are you looking forward to most going with the Chase Motorsports team this year? I, man, I think, you know, it's going to be interesting. If we get to Jefferson, and, and the schedule's a little behind this year, and that's fine, uh, but if we get to Jefferson for any race, that'd be interesting because I can remember following the damn 47 car so many times around that place. <laughs> like, second, third, I mean, it was, like, it was always following Casey, and a lot of times it was at 47 cars. So that that's kind of a weird reason, but um, that stands out. But other than that... Um, just, I want to get a win at Kakana real bad, somewhere down the line. It doesn't have to be this year or whatever, but it's a track I just haven't that many, had that many cracks at. And uh, you always want to win places you haven't won before. So I would say any place we haven't won a feature before, that's where I want to go. Sure. So, uh, Brazen, going back to you here. Um, you've had a lot of success in the late model. Looking up to the super late model here, are you going to just be running WIR? Are you going to be dabbling in traveling a little bit as well? Well, running the 47 car kind of frees up a little bit of time for me to focus on my own car for Plover and a couple other tracks that I want to get to. Um, so I'm probably going to run almost full schedule at Plover, uh, hoping to get up to Norway in weeks that Plover doesn't run. Um, hopefully get down to Slinger a couple times. I kind of miss going down there as much as I used to. Uh, but yeah, I just like to have fun. Um, that's pretty much what we do this for. And I played around last year on the dirt quite a bit and... Uh, Kind of got to the point where I wasn't having fun anymore, so I decided to go back to focusing more on racing some asphalt super late shows. Dennis, it's a dream of yours to get to the Snowball Derby. <laughs> okay, and I, you always talk about running down there. Do you, do you see anything in the future that could actually uh, fulfill your dream down well, there? Well, kind of this year it was fulfilled because I had a motor in the car, but then we didn't make the race. I, I don't know. It, Ryan and I have talked about maybe this year if you know everything really started going good I, I think it's a dream of his too I, I mean I'll be down there to watch the race it it's so prestigious it's it's undescribable to me you know that that is the Super Bowl of super late racing the money that has gone through the teams I mean you look around the pit area and there's Ronnie Sanders and there's you know 
Tony Erie Jr. and Kyle Busch is there and then you look someplace else and there's another super late racing legend there. It's not only the drivers on the track. You should just go to see who is actually there. It, um, Dan Devine and I, for the last four years, have sat and watched um, Ricky Brooks inspect the cars before qualifying. It's like our date every year. And uh, we sit there for three years or three hours and watch him go through inspection. You know, Ricky Brooks is a the class act of inspectors. That whole deal is like the elite of elite. And the track is, you know, a balancing of all that. Three tenths off in the third lap. I mean, it's it's neat. Anybody that's in super late racing should go see that. It, it is beyond the best. You haven't been on there, have you? No. I'll have to come crew for you this year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just got to add some zeros, man. It's, <laughs> it, it, it's all about money. It, you know, with Casey this year and Travis, we had, you know, we had enough to compete, but it, it just didn't work out. I mean, you go down there, you're on four barrel, four tire, or the tires are harder. It's a whole different deal. And it, you just get behind and you can't. It's nothing like we're used to around here. Yeah. yeah. You can't. And you got to keep bolting tires on because, you know, it's, like I said, the third lap, your three tenths is fall off. Ten laps in, you're a second off already. So you got to have a huge budget to go down there to do it right. Yeah, you might be able to snake in somehow, you know, with minimal tires, but it's very difficult then. I would agree with you. Mark and I were down there for the 50th annual back in 2017. Actually ran into you and Julie yep. uh, down there, and uh, the place was just crawling with legends. We ran into Phil Parsons, yep. the Eries, uh, Wimmer was down there. I mean, just unbelievable experience. Well, even when we were, you know, we would go to restaurants. You know, David Gillahan was in one restaurant. Chandler Smith we ran into and talked to for several minutes. It, it It's amazing to go down to that. Brazen's historically been in the number nine car, Ryan in the 80. Will the number stay 47, or has uh, there been discussions about changing that for these two? It'll always be a 47. It was the 47, we sat at this kitchen table, my daughter, Julie, and I, and we went through numbers on a paper, and it was the only thing we that the three of us could agree on, so it'll probably never ever change it has always been some form of blue too it's changed a little over the years originally we started with if you look back it was orange numbers but now it, i think for the last six to eight years it's been red um you know since dalton's ear so it, it'll always be some form of blue and red numbers i would assume that has been attractive and that's, you know, our car's known. We've had some success. Let's we'll see what happens this year. So where'd you come up with the 80 number? What, what's, uh... I had a, uh... so when I was a kid, I went to Daytona in, in fourth grade, which was a huge deal. I'd never been to a race, and I was a big Earnhardt fan. I actually went to the 500 the year he won it. That was my first NASCAR race. So, yeah, I was like, screw Disneyland. This is awesome. <laughs> uh, well, my uncle had some connections that got him the tickets and all that. That was a, like for us to spend that kind of money to go to Daytona. That was just not going to happen. So it all worked out. I got lucky there. But the company he worked for, his boss had invested in a race team and it was an 80 car 
and Andy Hillenberg was in on it, Stan Hoover, there was, there was a few names in there that kind of backmarker guys, but they had put this team together and he got to crew for that car. And in 01, it was a Morgan Shepard car. And I still remember all this. So like, I remember watching the 125 because I either stayed home from school or got home early or something. I don't know. I had to watch the race because my uncle was a crew guy on this 80 car. And they missed it because they were in position to qualify in, but the radio died. And he pitted when he shouldn't have pitted. And long story short, they missed about like two spots. And so he was super bummed about it. And they came back the next year and tried again, this time with uh, Kirk Shelmerdine driving the car. So I've got all these pictures from then. And when I got my car, my street stock, it was just a number the guy had before, which was 71. And uh, eventually I wanted to change the number. Well, my uncle was coming up to watch a race. And I'm like, I'm going to change the number to 80. That'd be cool. He, he doesn't know about it. So I surprised him. And I stuck with 80 ever since, except for... When I teamed up with Dan Church, I was 89 for a few years. And that was just because he was always 9, and we wanted to find a way to combine that because we were teaming up. And So that was the only other time I wasn't 80. But but that's where it comes from. I got pictures of the car in the, in the shop and everything, and people are always like, What's, who's that cup car? I don't recognize him. Well, he was kind of in the back for only like one race. But <laughs> but for us, it was a big deal to have family on a, on a race team then because that was as close as I got to, to racing before that. Yeah, so cool. Brazen, how about you with the 9? Uh it goes back to my grandpa was number one. Uh, my dad is his oldest son, number two. And then uh, it was Brady, Tim, Dave, Aaron, and Joel were all my uncles. I have one cousin that's older than me, Chase. His number's eight. And uh, I think we're all the way down to number 20 by now. But, uh, yeah, basically when wow. you're born, you're assigned a number. And <laughs> wow, yeah. <laughs> and the girls put a zero in front of it, I guess, is how, how it's done. But uh, That's actually, you don't have to think about it much. That's yeah. nice. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah. So, so do your kids have numbers? Do you have kids come, or are you guys planning on having kids? Or? We got a daughter that's uh, oh, okay. five months old. And, uh, oh, yeah, that's so what number is she? Yeah, what number is she? Not really that's sure. Yeah, I never paid attention to the girls' numbers. So. <laughs> yeah. It'll, uh, You're going to be soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure she'll be in some carts or something. Well, it's time to get her on iRacing racing this yeah, week. And yeah. Then, yeah, then it's going to be carts yeah. next month. Yeah. 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 This question will go to all three of you. What are some of your favorite memories in racing? I guess I would go back to the reason I'm into it, going... With my grandparents and watching Dick Trickle, I, that'll be always my hero, and um, it that was you know special times. My grandma carrying me in after the races, you know, at three in the morning when we get back home, and that it, it's always kind of to honor them. This whole deal. I guess for me, just. Uh... I mean, I grew up around it, so it's all been a memory, and I, I just can't imagine living life without some form of racing, and uh, winters are hard because we're not able to really go do a whole lot of it, so uh, Dad and I go on RC car race in the winter. We, we, we have to do some sort of <laughs> racing to keep us busy, um, but uh, as far as specific memories um i love when i go down to slinger nationals and, and watch dad run up front against some of the nascar guys and and uh even just watching my grandpa race even though by the time i was older he wasn't the most competitive but uh just it, it's so cool to watch any of your family members out on the track with you or or, or even just watching them from the stands saw on to me huh I got, uh, man, I got so many. I, I don't really know. I mean, you just go down the line. I remember crewing for James Swan in 06, and we won the Milwaukee Mile Race, and that was just like, 
oh my god, this is gonna be like front page news. We won the Mid Am race in Milwaukee, and you're telling people are like, well, nobody really knows this, but but like the racing group. But man, that was such a big deal to be involved with like a team at the Milwaukee Mile and and the people that that kind of accepted you onto their team and um, and then just like the first time I remember when I raced for Dan the first time, Dan Church, I, it was a mid-am car and it was the second time I'd ever been in a mid-am car and we set fast time and won the race. And I only got the deal because he had gotten in a wreck that week and he's like, all right, look, if you really want to run the car, I'll, I'll let you do it, but you got to bring your guys with to fix this thing and then you can run it and then we won the race. And it was like, well, now he's got to keep me around, right? He can't <laughs> fire me after winning, right? And uh, so that was a big deal. And then last year winning that Devils race at Trickle 99, getting that belt buckle for winning one of the Trickle 99s, that was huge. And it's like, that was the first big race after COVID. Had shut everything down and everybody was there. The stands were packed. I've said this like 10 times. I felt like Rusty Wallace in the 90s, man. Flash bulbs were going off. I got out of the car in victory lane. People were like high-fiving and stuff. And I'm like, I shouldn't do this, but hell yeah, give me beer. This is great. And uh, that was such a big deal to have all the best drivers where it seemed like they were at that at that race that day and and we just sat fast time and won and so it's just so hard to do that so you'll never forget that one either so so brazen you went down to the world of speed down at new Smyrna. what did you learn would you do it again uh what did you learn down there i learned uh, my budget needs a couple more zeros like i was saying earlier <laughs> it, uh, definitely brought a knife to a gunfight down there i figured that running the pro late model class would be kind of more comparable to running a limited late up here where it was cast-offs of the super late class and uh got down there and it was totally the opposite there is full-time race teams and it is top-notch equipment and they bolt three or four sets of tires on for each practice session each day and and we got to try and compete with that and i had one set of tires for each day and never really got a good handle on the car and then i ended up getting wrecked on the the third night and uh screwed a lot of the the parts that i kind of needed to get through the week up and uh so it was kind of a struggle from there, but uh, it was a good experience and uh, kind of gave me a little bit of an eye-opener to what racing is like down at some of those races, and I'm sure it's probably still not what the Snowball Derby is, but it's, uh, it's definitely different than it is up here. If you, had what, if you had, like, the right car, how do you think you'd have done? <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, it was the first time I ever seen a track like that, and uh, I, I, think that, I think that horsepower was the biggest disadvantage that we were at. Um, I took a 5.3 Wagner motor down there that was three seasons old and burning oil and uh, thought it'd be okay and it definitely wasn't. They had a restrictor plate on it and it was restricted down too much even if it was a fresh motor. But uh, our other car, I, I had Chad Butts run one of my other cars that was a 12-year-old chassis and, and uh, old dirt crate motor that had a bunch of nights on it. And uh, the crate was actually better than the 5.3, but uh, that car, the chassis was just outdated and didn't really have the technology that needed to keep up but uh i think if we would have gone down there with good super late type equipment we would have ran a lot better i actually that, went down there a few times uh I, I went down there twice dan church ran down there for the one week and i was in school at the time so i couldn't do the whole week and i just remember that was just such a struggle for everybody i got there towards the end of the week and everybody was just wore out yeah, like just definitely done. Burned up at the end of the week. and it was like and at the time, you know, I learned a lot more about chassis stuff now. So we were we were young, and and it was just cool to be there. And I know it was something Dan always wanted to do, but we just weren't ready for that. A that commitment to the week. I mean, to be competitive, we had the car ran all week and everything was good. But it was like to be competitive and really compete down there. We just weren't ready for it at the time, and neither was I. 
to be able to contribute setup wise. So yeah, yeah, that, that's hard. That was a hard deal. It definitely burns you out. And then uh, first night, actually, I had a different crate motor in the car Chad was running, and that broke the first night. So we're changing the the engine with the hoist to lift the second car up in the trailer. We use that as our engine hoist and lifted the engine out with the car half pushed in the trailer and had to switch everything around and, and the like, engine had nothing on it. So we had to put all the dress on it and try and get the car done. We got it done for that night. And then uh, two nights later, I ended up getting wrecked and it wrecked the transmission, the rear end. We had everything ripped out of the car, half the body off it. And so by the time you, you go through a couple big deals like that, it just, yeah, you get burned out. But uh, it's definitely a change deal since dad went down there and ran back in the 80s and 90s a couple times and uh he won it in 97 so uh we wow. we thought we went down there with some confidence that we were going to run pretty decent and uh it <laughs> definitely changed when we got down there and saw what was there that place looks like a tighten up version of madison is that accurate i've never seen madison so i've been told it's pretty similar you never run madison never really? seen madison oh, wow. madison and marshfield are two tracks i haven't been to i've even raced home of sparta but <laughs> you've that, raced Thomas Sparta? Yeah. See, you got one on me there. I never, I've never even seen that place. I see the YouTube videos. Yeah. Watch a lot of YouTube. Um, yeah, I, I've never been around New Smyrna other than iRacing, so I can't comment on that. Um, it just, it's, it's like a weird combo with the way the two groups work there, and you get a lot of guys. It seems like watching, watching on TV, like they just use the guy up yeah. outside of them to pass them and. And sometimes it's just dumb, like you're running 12th, and I'm just going to use the guy up for, for 12th spot here. I fell in that old. Like, because that pay is nothing better. I'm just going to wreck my shit here I so I can tell my grandkids 17th. I finished 12th here instead of 13th for whatever reason. <laughs> I, I don't know, but yeah. this logic goes out the window a little bit at some of those. Yeah, the line's weird there because in 1 and 2, you actually run like a groove up as your normal line, so then... When you're racing side by side with somebody, the outside guy expects that the, the inside guy's down on the on the line on the inside of the track, and the inside guy's expecting to be able to run that normal line. So it's constantly just does beating that, each other there. Does that like bump out in the front stretch wall? Is that weird when you're coming at it? Yeah, like, I found it once or twice. I, did you? Okay. <laughs> so I'm like, I guarantee you. I was one of that coming down there. I'm gonna yeah. have that thing if I ever get down yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. The straightaway, well, the back stretch is straight as an arrow, and then the front stretch kind of bows out a little bit at the end of the straightaway where you need to arc it up to. to like you, you can't fix that. We don't have the technology to make that straight. They make strings every day. Come on, yeah. guys. That's yeah, not like they have frost heaving the ground. Yeah, like what's the deal? Well, you know? Who screwed that up? What is that? <laughs> fix yeah. that. What are you doing? Yeah. Do you think either of you two will go down and try that again? I. It, it's hard to if justify. He, if he's bringing the cars, money. I'll go do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No problem, man. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. I mean, there's teams down there spending over thirty grand on tires, and it, it's just hard to justify spending that money to to be competitive. And for me to go down there now that I know what it's like, and to not be able to do it right, it's it's hard to justify it. I can do a lot of racing around here for the money that I would spend to go down there. What was it to win? Eight hundred dollars for us. <laughs> It was like 125 or 150 bucks to start. Wow. It's a four-tire show every night, so it's just you're losing money no matter where you finish, and that's the frustrating part. We that's... did an interview with Casey about going down to the Snowball Derby, and he said just to go to the Derby, and I'm sure it's maybe the same or even worse to go to New Smyrna for a week. It takes a whole year's worth of budgeting to go to a race like that in one race. Yeah, I definitely say so. I mean, I I bought more tires than I have in the last five years combined down there. And that was just to run four tire shows, you know, just, it's crazy, but, uh, it was a good experience. Definitely glad we went, but, 
I don't know if I'd do it again. <laughs> In the near future, are we going to see either one of you at the Icebreaker or the Joe Shear Classic? Oh, I'll, yeah, I'll be at the Icebreaker for sure. I don't know about you. How about you? Uh, I'm hoping to run some more limited late shows down at okay. Dell's. I, I really don't have a whole lot of experience. Those limited shows were good, man. I watched a lot. I was helping uh, Braden Berge in a modified last year, and uh, that's so the guy I used to help out, Adam Berge, he kind of full circle came around and started crewing for me a couple years ago and brought his kid with to teach him. Well, now his kid's running modifieds and now jumping to limited, so I'll, I'll be racing against you a little bit probably. Oh, yeah. that's cool. I'll be, no, but uh, but I watched a lot of limited races there, and they, that was a good show. Well, they get 30 so, cars on there. Yeah, it was, it's awesome. Oh, that'd be awesome if you go there. I made it down there for their, uh, they had like a five grand to win show that was put on down there, and uh, that was the first time I ever ran a limited there ever. So it was. we ended up fourth. We had to go to the back earlier for, for an incident we got into, but... Uh, as far there. as the track, I, I was, I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. No, I love that track. I mean, obviously. Yeah, I know you got a lot yeah. more laps there than I do. But, yeah, that's uh, it's actually really turned into a good atmosphere in general there. Yeah. Just, I always bring up the taco truck. It's like a tradition now. <laughs> if I don't mention it, it's weird. But uh, <laughs> you got Leo. Yeah, I called the taco truck last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're if you're racing and I'm there, I'm gonna be sitting in the stands having a beer and some tacos and watching your race. <laughs> So, at least bring me some if I'm busy. Well, after the races, I mean, you got to be you got to think about the strategy here. You don't want to have that before the feature. That's bad news. Oh, I, I can't. 30, what is it? 30, stomach. Thirty-five laps. That might not be too bad. I wouldn't do that for a hundred lap. Really. That'd be bad news. So, it'd be, I don't know about that. So, yeah, from the little bit of time I spend down there, the atmosphere, like you said, the, the people that are there are awesome. Everybody's willing to help you and yeah. and help you get to know the track. And and uh, I talked to Frank Cryer for a couple hours while we were there. Just it was good to oh, yeah. good to get to know some of the guys that he's race or that are racing with him and and yep. uh, obviously Jesse Bernhagen I got quite a bit of experience racing with him up at at Kakana here, um, so I parked next to him and we had we had fun. It was a oh lot. yeah they had a yeah they had a good battle them guys there last year yeah um, yeah so you mentioned icebreaker I'll have my car I believe at the icebreaker and then as the year goes on when we get the other forty seven car out we'll just figure it out as we go week to week and. Uh, race to race so sometimes not having a plan is the most fun racing you can I, man i've never had a plan i just like <laughs> i tell the sponsors i'll be somewhere enough to make it worth your money so but uh yeah i've never had a plan for the most part so we just like going to the big races that we can get to and all of a sudden it turns into october and you're done so yeah it's crazy how fast the year really goes obviously when you're in it sometimes it can seem long i'm sure but oh, yeah. so going back to the dells a little bit there mark and i have really enjoyed going over there the years and what helps that place i think now is the campground right next door too yep. yeah campers coming over they got a bar in the campground bar at the the track there it's it's a great atmosphere um you guys have been so generous for your time thank you so much the one thing i did want to talk you just talked about sponsors we just talked about money with going down to newest mariner place Racing takes a lot of people and time and money. Uh, who makes this possible for everyone? Go ahead. Right? Oh, I get to lead? You can lead. Right? Oh, my God. Okay, hold on. Yeah, no, let me get, get the phone out here. Huh? Yeah, I, well, you know what? This is cool because I actually have to think about it. Like, if you got to think about your sponsors, you're doing good, right? Yeah, for um, sure. Terry's Race Engines, I've got the LST engine. Uh, it's, it's really been good. It seems like for a new program, we worked some kinks out a couple years ago, and last year, the thing... I don't know if you can say kicks ass on this program or not, but it did. And uh, absolutely, uh, like Milwaukee, man, that was. If you're looking for an engine to go be competitive there, that, that motor is awesome, especially shines on the big tracks. Um, I got uh, Adams towing a pullover. Uh, Rick and Karen came on board last year. Uh, 
one advice I'd have for some advice I'd have for younger racers is is maybe have a few beers afterwards and get to know people because that's all it was and and they've been such a great sponsor. Um, and that was also due to Rex and Royce Rossier and the R and R Associates Group, which isn't really a real business, but they they sponsor me. So it's uh, just a group of friends that go to the races and, and help us out so much. Um, Oak Creek Automotive. Jacoby waterproofing. I got Ken on the car last year. We always talked, and after we won that race, he came over and and mentioned jumping on the car. And it's just like Jacoby waterproofing is just like a staple sponsor of the Dell. So the fact that he wanted to be in my car was a big deal to me. Um, always mentioned Ed Holmes. My car is a Holmes chassis through left-hander. Uh, Performance Part Supply. They sponsor us now. Um, it makes a huge difference. Those part sponsors really add up by the end of the year. And, oh, yeah. and so so Dan and Wayne Lensing, thank you very much. And uh, also should mention GTM Services, um, a towing company. Uh, uh, Sig Mauer is a, a crew guy of mine that is also a friend that just jumps on a car as an associate every year. So, and you guys will get to meet him later tonight. So, that's my list for now. Honestly, I don't think I missed anyone. <laughs> I don't have a list, so I'll probably forget one or two. But uh, PMF Landscape, he's been on all my cars since I've been running a four cylinder. Uh, big supporter of racing. Froggy's a great guy. Um, uh, John J. Mayer Insurance, uh, I'm sure they'll be on board with the, the 47 car this year. Uh, again, great supporter of racing and sponsors a lot of cars out of Kekona. And uh, uh, Lamers Motor Racing helped me out quite a bit last year. Uh, so that was that was awesome. Uh, he, he bought some tires for me and stuff last year, so that was a good sponsor to have. Um, Double B Racing, uh, just kind of family friends. Uh, they always kind of just enjoy coming out to the races so they they wanted to help me out um wagner motorsports uh carl did a lot for me my entire race career um see this is hard if you don't have a list i already thought of one <laughs> god i'm gonna jump back in when you're done <laughs> uh, yeah it's hard to be put on the spot i don't know i'm probably forgetting a couple but that's what i can think of right now i gotta mention diamond race wheels i uh, i haven't broken any wheels they're awesome wheels for me and uh not a lot of super late guys have been using them, and I think you probably should think about it. I so. still use diamonds. Do you? Oh, hell yeah. There you go. <laughs> so, all right. That's what I'm talking about. Well, I can't do it without Bailey Gasket. Um, Benny and Kerry DeYoung have been here forever. Um, they really are my sponsor to be. Um, he goes to every race and um, has really helped out. Kevin Hiding with Allstate has come on in the last couple of years, and then um, Lake Park, and then Marty Nussbaum. Where I keep the cars and stuff, it helped out a ton. Performance parts actually helps out me, and you know that helps out a lot. That parts stuff is so expensive, yeah. so it, it, any little bit you can help. Um, you know, I've always had, I've got engines for the last six, seven years from Hamner. You know, we all have different engines deals here, <laughs> so this is going to be a little bit interesting this year. But and I think they're all good products, so. How about the crew guys? We got some here too. Uh, to do that. Well, Wayne and Scotty have been here forever, and Wayne's actually going to get a quarter mile car this year. I don't know if you want to talk to him about that a little bit. I, you know, when he got in on the spot, oh, many, <laughs> definitely got to talk about it all. Yeah. Many, many years ago, he got in and they helped me that he wanted to drive, and the opportunity and my cars have never worked out. Um, but we've worked on the car a little bit this year, and it, it's actually. I'm looking forward to having some fun with that. Um, you know, the last couple of years we've had to seems to run in the top three to be happy, and 
you know, this year is going to be a little bit of a rebuilding year for the 47, and I'm looking forward to helping Wayne with something, you know, completely different that we've never dabbled in. Grayson's got a little experience, and, you know, he yeah. came over to the shop the other night, and we talked about the quarter-mile car and looked at that a little bit and threw out some kind of off-the-wall <laughs> ideas to try Things to help that me for the year yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know and, and it'll i don't we'll let wayne comment but you know we might put brayson in for a couple laps to see how it feels and we talked about some kind of off the wall ideas that he's had a little help with and i many many years ago i helped jay herbst out of the cross and i, I want to put some pretty weird stuff in a quarter mile car and see if it works if it don't <laughs> I'll buy all the stuff and we'll throw it away, just like we have a lot of stuff. So, <laughs> what's fun about that class is how low stress it is, and and it's so cool to see the difference in in talent and experience levels in that class. We got people that have never raced a car at all. Um, a good friend of ours, Tim Bowman, has been racing out there last year. He he ran a snowmobile, so you got somebody like that racing against Rick, who has how many laps at at the at WIR on the quarter mile. So. Uh, and then you got somebody like Wayne who, what did you say your experience is? About an ago? Yeah. So just difference in, in experience for everybody that's out there. And uh, it's a fun class for that reason. Well, we'll bring Wayne in here. Uh, how about racing the quarter mile car here? Well, I started going to WIR in 1993. I was on the safety crew with uh, a wrecker. And I said that year, I said, I got to get in one of these one way or another. I set my goal at 30 at the time, and I was like 26 probably, and uh, 30 went by, then 40 went by, and now we're finally able to make it happen. Yeah, I'm super excited. I've, I've been on Dennis's, I've actually been on Bennett's crew first, yep. which is so weird. I helped Lowell and Slinger and Kakana for three, four years, I think, back in the late 90s and 2000s, right, right around there, and then... Uh, Moved to Anago, and I bought a sport mod up there and raced a couple races, but didn't know, have a clue what I was doing, so it didn't work out so well. So um, came back, got to know Dennis, been on his crew since, what, 2013? I don't know. Um, just met him through my other job and wanted to learn how, how to set up a car and about these cars and always wanted to get behind the wheel of one, and it's always been money or something, you know, and... Uh, been able to put put the pieces of the puzzle together this year, and uh, we're gonna give her a shot. What's That's your what expectations, about, man? That's awesome. Yeah, what's your expectations for the year, and what you've seen out there the last few years out of that class? Well, the the division is growing, big time. Um, there's a lot of there's like I think five or six, maybe seven new cars this year. Um, a lot of new racers. Um, I don't know. I my equipment's good. I know that. Um, it's all up to me now. It's the, hopefully Dennis and Brazen can help me get a setup in it, and we'll figure it out and uh, be somewhat competitive. I've been watching them cars go around since they started, and I'm dying to get in one. It's just an excellent series for uh, you know you're using used tires from the super lates, and you got an older chassis, and you know nothing. It's not big dollar. It's affordable. Yeah, it's a keep affordable going. series that. People like me can finally get behind the wheel and see what we can do, you know. So it sounded like they're gonna have close to twenty cars in that. Yeah. Class, so yeah. So it'll be 
some fun racing to watch and, this year. And it's and, cool that they run every other week. Yep. Too, so yeah. it isn't it isn't a grind. Yeah. Well, no. I just think like Brayson said, it's a fun class. I'm looking forward to it to have some fun. You know what I mean? Let's try something crazy or let's, you know. Let's I got fun. the best crew. Any quarter mile, eight mile crew has got it. So we should have a setup. I just got to be able to wheel it around. I think. So we'll see what happens. Well, we'll look forward to seeing you, Wayne, Brazen, Ryan, uh, Chase Motorsports around. Thank you so much for your time. Good luck this season. We hope to talk to you soon. Yeah, good Thank you. Thanks, guys. Mark, what an outstanding interview with Chase Motorsports. Uh, Dennis and Julie Chase involved there. Uh, Ryan Farrell and Brazen Bennett. It's going to be a lot of fun watching them this year. Man, that was good stuff, man. It was really great uh, that the, the Chases uh, invited us over to the house. And, man, there's nothing better than sitting there and talking, racing with people like that, man. It's good stuff. Absolutely. And, and you could tell the uh, excitement in them and then also afterwards talking to them the uh, historians that they are about racing and all of that uh, I wish I could bottle some of that up you know we could have we could have sat here and did another hour you know so but uh, easily hey, good old boys you know uh, so we're gonna see uh, see where Chase Motorsports goes this year um, pretty exciting stuff man absolutely and before we go, Mark, here, Chase Motorsports is sponsored by Valley Gasket, and we just want to give a shout-out to all the sponsors that help racing, but I know that Benny and Carrie listen to this podcast, so shout-out to Valley Gasket and all that they do. Um, we really appreciate and couldn't do it without them. We'll also look forward to seeing how Chase Motorsports do, does here early on and can't wait to um, catch up with them during the season. All right, man. Hey, we'll catch you, uh, catch you down the line, man. Yep, see ya. This has been a production of Double L Sports Network. Hope you all enjoyed it, and thank you for listening.